Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Doing whatever it is that you love that doesn't feel like work, people see it. They can detect your authenticity. They trust you. Totally. And that's why I say do that side hustle and put it out there before you're even expecting people to pay you for something. Right. Get known for what you love because that builds the trust. And that's what's gotten me now to get paid for what I love to do when I was doing it anyway before. This is Bucket List Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's episode 116 features Stacey Sherman, an accomplished keynote speaker, author, advisor, and podcaster focused on doing customer experiences right. After 25 years in corporate, Stacey recently launched her own company and turned her side hustle, it all started with a blog, into her plan A, an educational mission to help brands delight, not just serve customers, and create superior experiences that build lasting connections with people. The ultimate meaningful approach to business, isn't it? And now it's on her terms as a founder. We dig into how Stacy took her bold leap to entrepreneur this year. She's a mom of two, the family breadwinner, and has so much wisdom to share on what it takes to build your runway to satisfying and profitable career success. Okay, let's listen. Stacy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me on Bucketless Careers. Thank you for having me. It's fun to have a fellow ironic media client on the show with me. Of course, your narrative is perfect for the show. Your bucketless career gig is what you're doing now. Just to remind listeners of what you do, you're traveling the world and speaking to leaders about doing CX right. And that's what we call your business, CX meaning customer service. After many years in corporate, you were doing marketing, customer experience, but you just decided to go out on your own in this new venture. Let's talk about your big pivot why now and why this lights you up? I will be very vulnerable and say out loud that corporate left me earlier this year. I didn't choose it. It left me after 25 years. But what I did choose is to not press the button and go back to corporate so fast. I'm taking a pause and really reflecting what do I want my next season to be? And The universe, whatever God you believe in, sent me a signal to say, there's a reason it's happening right now when I paid the last college bill for my second kid. So now's the best time to bet on me and start this new venture that was a side hustle into my main gig. Exactly. So this grew out of a blog from years ago. So why don't you walk us through the evolution, what type of companies you worked for, what you were doing. You will bring us up to date and talk more about what you're doing for clients now. Yes. So I worked traditionally in sales and marketing. I grew up in the traditional sense of those words. And then over time, digital happened. I worked at AT AT&T for many, many years and then other industries, Martha Stewart Crafts, Verizon, Schindler Elevator Corporation, completely different. Hmm. And then most recently, a business contact center business outsourcing solution known as a BPO, Live Ops. When I was at Verizon, that's when I was in a job and my boss said to me, 
CX, customer experience, we're going to add that onto your responsibilities. And I said, what is that? It was like 2013, 14 timeframe. He said, I don't know, go figure it out. I said, okay. And I did. (laughs) And I made the conscious decision to never leave that field of customer experience because I believe that is the key differentiator of why people pick brands, stay with them and tell others. Do you find it rewarding? Do you find more meaning in what you're doing now versus when you were in that quote unquote corporate world, corporate box? Did you find that restrictive? I was definitely in a box. I was given my roles. And when I tried to expand, in fact, the paradox is I was brought in as a change agent. They would say, let's transform our traditional company into be more customer centric. So help us lead that. Mm -hmm. And on one side of their mouths, they would say, go, go fast, go do this. And then the other side of their mouths would say, Stacy, slow down, slow down. And I'm like, which Stacy do you want? <laughs> so now I get to really be able to work with companies and apply the best practices and strategies that I've been doing as a practitioner. And these are people that really want the help as opposed to talk on both sides of their mouth. So who are your clients? Tell me about your day-to-day in what you're doing now and what you're offering to people. How does it work for you? Yes. So every business startups to big organizations who are either wanting to start differentiating their brand with customer experience at the forefront. And I have a framework that they can do that. So whether it's a small company or a large that is starting or needs to take it to the next level, working with those leaders on how do you actually institute those best practices and measure that you're really delivering on the customer promise, not just checking boxes. So there's a framework I developed called Heart and Science to doing customer experience right. And that's what I'm helping leaders helping audiences speaking around the world, my podcast, my books in really teaching it. And the why is because there's no reason to have bad experiences, both as a customer and employees who fuel that experience. And so it's both aspects. Sure. You're really an educator, it sounds like to me. Give me an example of something you're really proud of, a scenario where you helped someone do customer service and felt really good about it. You know, an actual transformation story from your work. Yes. One of the companies was a traditional, when I say traditional, I mean every sense of the word of being an engineering company and brought me in. I was only 10% of women in this global company. So- Love it already. <laughs> yeah. Petite Stacy Sherman coming in to help transform an engineering company. And it took four years and it took a team and building a team from a party of one to actually make it happen and steer the boat differently. Yet I feel really proud because changes happened with collaboration. There were tons more women hired and put into the leadership positions, as well as they now have an annual celebration of customer experience day nice. that they didn't have before. 
And so movements happen and impacts happen when you are very intentional. Well, speaking of leveling the playing field with regard to women in those kinds of industries where they've been traditionally underrepresented, I know your mother was a pioneer, had an entrepreneurial spirit, and she was on Wall Street, I believe. You told me that there are definitely some good moments that you can share with us about her and the kind of impact she made on you and your mindset. Oh, I can spend hours on this topic. (laughs) I love this. And thank you for asking. So my mom, Eileen Brenner, is a change agent. She is the one that really taught me in action. Mm -hmm. First, let me say my grandparents, it started with them because back in that day, my grandmother was a certified accountant and that was not heard of. They stayed at home or they were nurses. And my grandfather was the one that he supported her going back to school and getting that certification to be an accountant. Then their four daughters, one mom was the oldest, became certified accountants. And yes, two of them left the field, two of them stayed with it, Mm -hmm. but they were absolutely teachers of their own in action. And so my mom went to Wall Street. She was one of the first women on Wall Street. And I remember going to the stock exchange, the American Stock Exchange with her as a kid. And I would see that there was mostly men. And I would see that they would lift her up in the air because she was petite like me and doing all the hand signals. And (laughs) I didn't realize until I was older what she was really doing and how she was truly a change agent to show up and play with the big boys and be relentless and resilient. Good for her. I love that story. And obviously you've been equipped with a good foundation, right? You still will say in a transparent manner that you've had obstacles. And you did tell me that you feel your biggest obstacle in getting to this point in your accomplishments and your achievements was you, yourself, that you were at times, and we all have those moments, you were scared to bet on yourself. So how did you get through that? Well, I'll use this year as an example. When I transitioned Mm -hmm. out of corporate I got that call and they said, the board made some decisions. We've got to make these cuts and it's over right now. And I'm like, wait, what? 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 I I can't even say goodbye to my team. (laughs) What do you mean? And it was a couple of months that I actually had to embrace what happened. I always thought that it was when you lost someone to death that you grieve. But grieving Mm. comes with any loss. And I didn't understand that. Very true. So this year, I learned that I was grieving, that I needed time to understand it and to use it to propel me forward. And so now it has. Instead of it getting in my way, which in the past fear did and, and still does, I'm human, but I was able to take it and fuel me to do what I really love and figure out what is that. Right, which is half the battle. And you also had been the breadwinner before you left corporate and to start this new unfamiliar space. I mean, you you had obviously the skills that you transferred from many years in your business. So making that leap must have also been tough. I assume you had the support system there, which does help. Absolutely. Support having your tribe, asking for help is big. And fortunately, I've been married 28 years and come from a divorced family. So 
28 years is tremendous. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's awesome. Congratulations, yeah. right? Like good for you guys. Yes. Yeah, thank you. But I've seen both sides. I'm a product of divorced family and here I am doing it differently. Yeah. Skill and luck on my side. But the point is that yeah, he had to put aside his fears knowing that we've had me cover the benefits forever, mm-hmm. you know, and other benefits. And so, yeah, we had to make a family decision to give me the time and the space to do things differently and bet on me. I love that. So if we were to get into the takeaways section of the podcast now, would you say that starting a side hustle is your number one piece of advice, like a passion project that you can explore and then potentially turn into your actual plan A? 100%, 110% if that is there's such a thing. <laughs> That's my saving grace because since 2016, I started a blog and I didn't know if anyone would read it, but I said, you know what? I have so much I want to share. I'm going to just do it. Started with a partner and then over time, I was a guest on podcasts. And then over time, I said, well, I've always been a guest. Let me be the host. And I was doing this while working full time. Yeah, It's building blocks. And so by putting yourself out there and sharing your knowledge, sharing your wisdom, next thing you know, people are listening. They do want to know more. Started writing for Forbes and then other publications. And so that's what today I'm able to take this baby that I was building and nurturing and developing and now really grow it up. And it was there for me. And also, I think people who have podcasts like you, it can be a marketing tool, but you don't have journalism experience. I think it's a really great testimony to believing in yourself, getting out there, putting a microphone in front of yourself and trusting that you have the knowledge to share. What do you really hope your podcast will do in terms of its impact and what you want to tell people, the message? I can answer this question even better now because I just celebrated my 100th show. Bravo. (laughs) Thank you. And reflecting on that, I know that doing whatever it is that you love that doesn't feel like work, people see it. They can detect your authenticity. They trust you. Totally. And that's why I say do that side hustle and put it out there before you're even expecting people to pay you for something. Right. Get known for what you love because that builds the trust. And that's what's gotten me now to get paid for what I love to do when I was doing it anyway before. And you have a mentorship program as well. Just tell me briefly about the offerings that you have for people that might really want to get in touch. So two things. One, I believe that every person, again, whether you're an entrepreneur or in a big company, you have a customer experience job, whether you realize it or not, whether it's in your title or Mm -hmm. not. And so I help people understand that and be able to take that and build their company brand and their personal brand because they're doing it. They just don't realize it. And so really making that very intentional and concrete to win based on experiences. There's personal branding, but that there's that professional side. The other thing I wanted to also take away for people is that technology can get in the way of starting. And if you I'm pointing to my microphone because even when I was going to start a podcast, 
I was like, oh my God, I don't know what microphone to use. I don't know what platforms and this and that to use. And it took me probably six months to take the microphone out of the box. Exactly. Get past Take it out the of the microphone. box, people. <laughs> I hear you. And even coming from my news background, I was never on this side of it. I wasn't production oriented, right? I was content editorial. So I completely understand that. that this felt very daunting. Of course, we have the same mic, by the way. <laughs> so we nailed it. Yes, we nailed it. But you know what? Like listeners don't get hung up on this minutia because I would have started much earlier. Oh, that's a little nugget of wisdom for people. And I appreciate you sharing that. And also just being open about it. You were on a journey here. And I think when people sense that, they do align with that. Yes. But you will also have so much to share and give. So tell us where to send the listeners online to learn about you, for signing up, just to get more information. Thank you for that opportunity. And everything is on doing cxright.com. So doing like it's spelled doing cxright.com and doing that's very intentional because I don't talk about just how do you think about this? It's not about talking and thinking. We're really about doing. And so I hope people will come. There's a lot of free resources, my blog and my podcast. And also working with me, which a lot of the content and and my information is on my site. And I'm on every social media platform, predominantly on LinkedIn. So join the conversations. Amazing. Stacey Sherman, thank you so much for giving us your time. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. This is Bucket List Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie, your host. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We are back on Thursday with a fresh episode. Until then, be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-M-I-C-K media.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.